Hello everyone, this is another TV Party Tonight Extra. I'm your host, the Mandated Reporter, and frankly I'm mortified, Mr. Mark Radledge. And I am joined by the host of the Screaming Boy podcast, Mr. Ronnie Adams. Say hello to the people, Ronnie Adams. Hello to the people, Ronnie Hello, Adams. indeed. Uh, tonight, we had such fun doing a audio commentary for Superman Doomsday that we thought we'd do it again this time uh, because I happen to notice that Hulu has a whole bunch of like of the canon action movies that have been added, one of which is one of the greatest movies of all time. It came out in uh, 1987 on a budget of $25 million. Over the Top starring Sylvester Stallone as a long-haul truck driver who arm-wrestles for the love of his son and custody. It's like, what a concept. I wish I had been at the pitch meeting for this. Uh, this really, this truly is just a hidden gem and one of my favorite movies growing up as a kid. But we are not alone, because you can't do a totally 80s action movie without Mr. Toxic Masculinity himself, the punchy pugilist, <laughs> totally 80s, Pat Mullen. How do you do, sir? I want to slap some commies, because this is the greatest podcast we've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I I totally thought you were going to go with the Jesse Ventura Predator line there, but uh, that's that's quite all right. Uh, what about you, Ronnie? What do you what do you think of over the top? Because when I mentioned about doing this, you you uh, Alexa practically threw her, threw your pants at me. Sorry, <laughs> uh, she had something to say about it too. Um, it is one of it is one of the greatest movies I've ever seen. I'll be honest with you, I absolutely adore uh, Over the Top. We were talking off uh, off air about how I've been spreading the word about Over the Top. I told my wife about it. She just told her best friend. I've been telling people at work. It is a rare, rare bird indeed who still remembers this movie. So I feel like we're doing the world a public service. The Radlish and Broadcasting Network is bringing back a part of cultural Americana it should have never have lost in the first place. Wouldn't you say? Amen. All right. The reason this movie's forgotten is why we have so many pussies in the world. That's right. That's why we have so many problems, I'll tell you that much. All right, so um, I've got it on Hulu. Um, Jesse, or uh, rather Ronnie, uh, what do you hey. got it on? Amazon Prime? Amazon Prime, baby. As do I, Ronnie. Yeah. All right, so let's go ahead and uh, we'll sync it up and let's go. Let's, uh, you know, let's get this party started. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Are we going to do three, two, one, or three, two, one, go? Uh, three, two, one, go. Three, two, one, press play. Ready? Yeah. All right, here we go. Three, two, one, press play. And we are rolling, rolling, rolling down the river. So I've got uh, my TV muted, but the ca- closed captioning on the first thing it says is upbeat music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gosh, this whole beginning, it just screams 80s. It's a trucker movie and a and a an arm wrestling movie, but they're showing majestic snow capped mountains. <laughs> so, um, this is a well, canon. This is a canon feature, song, isn't it? It is a canon feature. The song is "In This Country" by Robin Zander. If you want to listen to it, Robin Zander of Cheap Trick. And this is why I love you, Pat. I mean, it's Cheap Trick. You can't go wrong. 
No, you can't. We have no net. We've okay. got Stallone in his full-on trucker mode with five o'clock shadow, long-haul rig, driving this picturesque countryside. What's he hauling? Looks like agricultural equipment. Yeah, so yeah. It does not matter. So it's a... <laughs> well, I... Uh, for. For a little He's while there, I actually drove a truck. So I'm, you know, I was, you know, I'm, yeah, actually, I actually drove an 18 wheeler for a while. Um, yes, he looks like he's drawing. He's he's actually driving a flatbed, which is carrying some farm equipment. I, um, my dad drove a coal truck for a while. That has nothing to do with me or your story <laughs> of driving an 18 wheeler. But it yeah, was my dad didn't drive because he would have to stop drinking. <laughs> <laughs> Pat, how much do you remember them talking about over the top in the gold in the um, the canon feature documentary that was on Netflix there for a while? Do you have the Stallone meeting booked? Yes, yes, we have the Stallone meeting. Going to be very big. They showed literally the clips of Golan and Globus talking about the meeting with Stallone and how they were going to sign him to this extraordinary deal with money they didn't have. Nice. The sad, sad truth about this movie, and I was just looking at it. It, on the tw- on the budget of twenty five million, it only made sixteen million, and I, and I and and I have to ask America, what were you doing in nineteen eighty seven that was so important that you didn't rush to the theaters like this was Star Wars? I mean, because re- I'm pretty sure I saw this in the theaters. This this was one of three films that really led to the uh, end of canon films, unfortunately, along with two others that are near and dear to our hearts. One of them is Masters of the Universe. Yeah. And the other would be Superman for the Quest for Peace. Well, that's uh. near and dear to some people's hearts. <laughs> I wouldn't necessarily say mine. Superman 4 is uh, is definitely a hidden gem. Better and we, 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 we see how truck drivers are accustomed to showering, which means a bucket, a hose, a pull-away mirror. Not anymore. Don't ruin this, Ronnie. <laughs> My bad. They use they use those trees for deodorant. Those little trees you hang on the <laughs> rear view mirror, and we see shots of young David Mendenhall, who is playing Sylvester Stallone's son at his military academy graduation day. You know, I uh, I showed Melissa the trailer for this, and it's a lot of Michael being a pe- being a pissy little shit. And I remember as a kid, you know, like if Sylvester Stallone was trying to win custody of me, I would have been a lot more appreciative. I'm just saying. This, this, he's a punk-ass little kid. He, he is a punk-ass little kid to start, but at the same time, he's been manipulated by his grandfather into believing that, you know, his dad was a deadbeat who sold drugs and what have you. Robert right. Loja. Yes. Listen, God, we're not I doing never that. liked this kid. I've never liked him just because of, of a little punk he is um, throughout the whole movie. I don't care when he does reconcile. Well, if if he did reconcile, not to you know, no spoilers. I still wouldn't like him. Um, and I found out why. He actually voiced Daniel Witwicky in the Transformers the movie cartoon. Yes, he did. The little kid that I don't like in that movie. He also <laughs> he also is in a feature called Going Bananas. With Dom DeLuise and J.J. Walker and a midget in a monkey suit. I actually remember going bananas. Also not surprisingly financed by Canon Films. (laughs) And we get our shot of 
the wildly out of place truck driving Sylvester Stallone, known as Lincoln Hawk, in his his button-up denim shirt. Oh, goodness gracious. (laughs) Being scoffed at by these upper crusty uh, wealth of society people. And we see it was directed by Menahem Golan of Canon Films. They might have actually just shown someone a, a woman clutching her pearls. <laughs> <laughs> and as Michael Cutler walks up to his limo and asks, is this the Michael Cutler limo? Little shit. <laughs> and he's told now by a fellow cadet that the colonel needs to see him. And he's, now, he's just telling this adult, like, wait here, like, servants. God, this kid is so fucking hateable. So, is he, so I don't remember what happens next, but ostensibly he's going to go with Stallone. Is the limo driver still standing there, like, you know, days later? <laughs> it's like, you never just wait, actually, waiting for the kid to come back? Up. There was actually a follow-up to this, this movie, Over the Top 2, the limo driver, <laughs> and it's just two hours of him standing there. <laughs> Looking awfully worried. <laughs> that was a terrible sleep, you little pissing I like how he's standing next to a hawk. Yeah, like they can't they can't have it just as his uh his hawk ornament on the truck or written like, like he has to stand next to a statue of a hawk in the colonel's office. That's what you call blocking and directing, my friends. I don't have a father. This is your father, Michael. Listen, you little craphead. That man punched <laughs> your mother rest. has legal custody of you, cadet. She has said that you are to go with your father. Yeah, I was going to say, for a little military kid, he's not, you know, not following orders the way that he should. You respect your father. He punched out Russia. <laughs> Stallone has this mastery over quietly mortified. Have you noticed that? <laughs> yes, he does. I don't think it's acting. I just think that's what he looks like. <laughs> I, I, have, I haven't seen him make that face again since Copland, though. <laughs> Dude, Copland is so good. It's a great movie. Mm-hmm. Underrated. So that's all the proof he needed, huh? Just a, here's a picture of me banging your mom. All right. Well, well, this this is the '80s. We didn't have Photoshop. We had to have some uh, side texting, and to do that, you required an actual company. And this deadbeat clearly can't afford that, since he can't afford an actual shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Are we going what? in this? Why can't we fly? Oh, God, if you were my kid, you'd be riding in the trunk. <laughs> yes, I said the trunk of, a, of an 18-wheeler. Figure I it out. I wasn't to say anything. <laughs> I didn't want to be that guy. That's all right. That's so, so he's already dropped off the farm equipment, and right, so, he, so he's got no trailer, which means he's bobcatting, by the way. Which, oh, I, I just learned that. Which is not particularly safe. Like you shouldn't do it for a very, you know, for a long period of time. The the eight the um... and the tie's a clip on. <laughs> <laughs> of course it is. That would be disappointing if it wasn't. So it looks like it's all pictures of his son in the in there, which you know I've been inside some trucks. It's usually all pictures of naked women. Yeah, but he's a morally upstanding good man. That's true. His, na- his name is Lincoln Hawk. God damn it. Coolest or name. Or Hawk, the- depending on who you talk to in this movie. Coolest name in the history of movies. 
I want to punch this kid right in the throat. <laughs> like, see, but here's the subtlety of Stallone's acting, because when Stallone does something good, it's always subtle. Mm-hmm. It's when he goes over the top. That makes yeah. some questions uh, for uh, acting. <laughs> like, the kid stops him, and he's like, you know, do you really think you can make up ten years in, you know, three days? And he goes, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh-uh. Like, all right, good. Yeah, that's a real answer. <laughs> you know, we uh, we we talked about this. Being, you know, we're so excited for this movie, but you know, as silly as it is, and, and I'll acknowledge that it's a silly concept. It's such a fun movie, you know. And Stallone, for all you know, for you know, all the knocks that he receives, actually does a really good job in this. You know, in that he's trying... I mean, it's a story about a father trying to bond with his son. Yeah. Listen, Lincoln Hawk... The world bet against Lincoln Hawk, but winners don't listen to the odds. That's right. That's what the trailer says. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know the words to the trailer, guys. It's not like I'm a big fan of this movie. So a lot of this movie is actually them, you know, like bonding in the truck. You know, it's... For for a movie about arm wrestling, it's strangely dialogue-driven. Well, have you ever seen a real arm wrestling match? Um, strangely dialogue driven. <laughs> well, so arm wrestling matches usually don't go beyond 40, 45 seconds. Mm-hmm. And here the kid tries to break out and escape and thinks it's the bright idea to do it on the highway. How does he survive this movie? Causes two accidents before Stallone grabs him. Here's my funny question, is they see this trucker going after this child. Right, who just tackled him into the grass. Yeah, that goes wildly out of... He looks wildly out of place with this truck driver chasing him. Why does no one think this is a kidnapping? (laughs) Well... Because it's the 80s. Well, no, not to bring it down, but we just had a mother here in Tampa drown her daughter, and people recorded it with their cell phones, all saying, why doesn't anyone stop her? So that's Florida. (laughs) Well, I mean... 30 years have we really changed as a species we're still willing to we're still willing to watch kids get murdered or kidnapped who's that case that they always talk about where like instead of like helping when they heard this woman screaming everybody shut their windows it's like the first case <laughs> being like law school or whatever I oh, and we're introduced to Robert Loja being flanked by Terry Funk oh the funker yeah there he is in the background mm-hmm. I told you not to let that damn truck driver get a hold of that boy. His mother's a whore. <laughs> She's a whore, Pritchard. <laughs> and Robert Loja just insults the colonel of the military academy for giving the kid away to this truck driver. To his biological father. Yeah, well, why would... Yeah. Uh, before, before we completely forget what we were talking about... Um, I think the case, I can't remember her, her Jenny, it's Genovese is the last name of the the victim. And I think it is. Um, I'm going by a movie, but it was one of those, uh, it was talked about in um, Moondock Saints. Okay. Yeah, nobody that, nobody helped her. It was in yes. New York. Yes, where everybody shut their windows and pretended it wasn't mm-hmm. going and there's an advertisement for Brute, which I still use to this day. <laughs> That's because you're a real man. That's right. There's only three acceptable male fragrances. Brute, Old Spice, and Aqua Velva. 
it's I'll go along with that. Yeah, well. And when you pass, when you pass age 50, it's canoe. I want to say that like Rush Limbaugh once talked about there was a study done that said women actually prefer a man's natural scent. And he said something along the lines of, like, this is why the, uh... Did you see your cards? Yeah, that's why I was coming up to give you a big hug and a kiss. I'd been on uh, the Sarah. Okay, I gotta hug my wife. Hang on a second. No problem. Right, so while Mark, while Mark does that, uh, Stallone has brought young, uh... Young Michael Cutler into a regular truck stop bar that he frequents to grab some grub. And this is a rowdy truck stop if I've ever seen one. <laughs> rowdy truck stop with some great 80s music. Yeah, not the place I would bring a 10-year-old upper crusty weirdo kid who's now going to embarrass him in front of the wait staff. Oh, see, I totally, I, I would totally bring my kid there to put some hair on his chest. We, my friend, uh, and I, my friend, and I talked today about how fathers in the future will be bringing their their sons to the to the uh, robot brothel because they don't want their sons to get accused of being rapists. Why don't they just do like you know Gene Kaniski did to Kevin Von Erich and bring him to a whorehouse when he's ten? Why don't they? Uh, <laughs> well, anyway, here if we don't got eighties, we got nothing because there is a big old fella with a mean peroxided up mullet. And overalls in a sleeveless shirt. Is that challenge Lincoln Hawk for an arm wrestling match? Is that um, what's his face? Uh, Magnum Ti, Magnum Pi, Magnum Ti. That is most assuredly not Magnum Ta. It looks like Magnum Ta. He looks like somebody. I think you're really looking for everything but Magnum Ta there. Like looks like Dog the Bounty Hunter, maybe. My wife even my wife even says that looks like somebody famous. Yeah, Dog the Bounty Hunter. Okay, Dog the Bounty Hunter. Maybe. Hmm. Um, anyway, what I was saying, what I was saying before, my my wife came out to hug me about the birthday card she got. Um, was that Russ Limbaugh had read a study on his radio show about how women actually prefer the natural scent of men? That you know, all these guys that are into like uh, manscaping and oh god, what's the the other halfway gay term that? Uh, Met- yeah, that metrosexual guys actually don't get girls because they, because as he put it in the show, he's like they'd rather have the cowboy that stinks. Yeah, I don't, I don't agree with that. Listen, pop that fucking horn up, break your head. All right, all right. So we're getting up here for our first arm wrestling live match. In a neighborhood that you can do that. <laughs> I can do it in any damn neighborhood I please. I'm like Bull Hurley, who we see just walking in, and. Uh, I- See, right. see, when I was acting, when I was trying to get acting gigs in Hollywood, had I only been this guy's height, these are the parts I would have gotten. I look just <laughs> like Bill Hurley. Here's the thing, though. You know, our first Before, taste of arm wrestling, fellas. Here we go. Flipping that cap around, baby. Smasher. <laughs> and this is already what? last longer than most arm wrestling matches do. <laughs> what drama? <laughs> look at, look know, at right? it. And wait a second. Uh, he's gonna, it's like a wrestling match. He's got to come. He's going to come from. He's going to come. He's going to come from underneath Babyface right here. That technique is called pop rolling. That is a legitimate arm wrestling technique called top rolling. Look at a pump on those arms. God damn, Stallone. I arm wrestle. <laughs> I arm wrestle with my four-year-old son all the time, and I beat him each time. You should be proud of that. Mm-hmm. Going to teach him how to accept losing, well, and he doesn't I, want to lose every time. Well, you know what's funny? 
he said to me yesterday, he's like, you're a bad daddy. And I was like, okay, why, do, why, why am I a bad daddy? He's like, because you, you won't let me win. You won't let me beat you up. And I said to him, and I said, Jonas, I love you. And maybe someday, if you ever train hard enough and get big enough, maybe one day you'll, you're going to beat me. But for right now, I'm bigger and stronger than you. I'm going to beat your ass every time. You want to win? And then you have punched to punched him in the arm. <laughs> I punched him right in the gut. Um, <laughs> I said, I said, you have to earn your wins. No one's going to give you anything for free. Now, good night, asshole. Good man. <laughs> and now, yeah. Paul Hurley laying down the law to let you know he's the bad guy in the movie in one sense, where he tries oh, really? to go double or nothing with Stallone in an arm wrestling match right after that one, and Stallone's telling him, "Well, let's save it for Vegas." And he punks him out in front of the kid and everybody else. Well, really, the, the real bad guy in this is Robert Loja. I, I feel like B- Bill Hurley is more of an obstacle than he is the villain. I feel like I feel like the kid is the real bad guy. <laughs> Thank you, Pat. I'll go along with that. You know, I, I got to go back to, to the whole Rush Limbaugh thing real quick. I don't think I could trust Rush Limbaugh in anything... Any ad- I was going to say, any advice about women ever given by him? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Especially about... Um, grooming techniques because he looks like he just would smell bad. Yeah. I like mean, he, nothing... he's like a step down from Don Imus. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> All I can tell you is that whenever he reads something on the air, he usually references it. So um, he got it from somewhere. And yeah. He just read it on the air. I think that was just to make himself feel better because he never passes metrosexual. Well, I think. And, well, clearly he has an agenda against people who are metrosexual, yeah. which I'm fine with. That's the way it should be. But so here we have the kid. He's t- trying to call his mother, say, "Get me out of this uh, this pickle," and she was like, "Stop being a little fag, kid. Have fun with your dad." Good lord. <laughs> More, it's like I'm dying, Michael, and I think you should actually know a parent. Yeah, that too. Played by Susan Blakely of Rich Man, Poor Man, and My Mom is a Werewolf fame. I don't think I've ever seen either one. Oh, he's got a new trailer. And they argue over a great song called Big Trouble, or excuse me, called uh, All I Need Is You by Big Trouble. You know, I feel like I know a lot of movie trivia, but then I talk to Pat, and I'm ashamed. So, Pat... Before uh, before these movies leave Hulu, you know you know what else we have to do a commentary over, Bloodsport, Bloodsport. It's also available on Prime, not just Hulu. Okay, so and I own most of these movies anyway, so we're good. We're uh, we have a growing list of movies we have to do commentaries over in the near future. We got Master of the we'll, Universe we'll, we'll and now Bloodsport. Yeah, we'll put a poll up too. Um, and basically, what we've got is. Now Stallone's kind of at the point where, you know what, I've been the nice guy, and I'm getting real, real tired of this little shit giving me attitude. As he should be. You shouldn't tolerate shit from your kids. And now he's asking him how he liked the arm wrestling match. And the kid said, it's an experience. (laughs) You know what else is an experience? Catching five across the eyes. <laughs> All I need is you. It's a very picturesque movie. Yeah, the landscapes are pretty beautiful. And now, Robert Loja visiting his daughter. Like, how do you... Ugh, God. How do you still tolerate this guy? <laughs> if, if he broke up your marriage... 
and is the reason your son hasn't seen his father for like a decade. Did they ever say exactly what he did to break up the marriage? Like what specifically he did? They they here's the only things you get. You get that he hated him from the start. Right. You get told Michael that he was dealing drugs. Okay. So, I, I mean, I, I can only imagine that he actually probably did plant drugs on him in the trailer and got him locked up. I have been his father for 12 years. God, this has like a Chinatown vibe to it. Not in a good way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Glad Ronnie got that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's Terry Funk getting a drink of water. <laughs> It's, it's the simple things that the bunker loves. <laughs> well, what's what's cool though is this established the relation. This is part of the established relationship between the bunker and Stallone. It goes back to Paradise Alley, where Terry basically didn't ever have to wrestle unless he wanted to again because Stallone used him to choreograph fight scenes in his movies. Mm-hmm. So, how many movies of Stallone's did Funker work on? Uh, Paradise Alley. He. Uh, did some stunts in Rocky four and five, and choreographed the, the alley fight in five. Um, he's in this. I'm pretty sure he has something to do with Tango and Cash. Mm. He was in Roadhouse. Was he really? God, yes. it's been so long yes. since I've seen Roadhouse. Yeah, he's one of the bad guys. So now the kid's softening up to Lincoln here. You know, they're saying, hey, we're going to, you know, we got to rest. Spend the night in the trailer. Yep, we're going to spend the night in the trailer. He's like, all right, if you can do it, I can do it. Let's see, we're, what, 20, 30 minutes into this now, and the kid's like, eh, you're not the worst. And then Sloan being, you know, dad who wants to just love his son, you know, if you want, you can sleep here on my shoulder. You can't push him too much there, Lincoln. Got you know, put it out there, but let him come to you. You, you know, don't want to push the kid away. But like the longest I ever went without seeing my dad was probably about a year. But like I also like had enough good memories at that point where I wasn't like, "F this guy, I don't want anything to do with him." Yeah, that wasn't till like college. Uh, I uh, I've always had my dad. In my, I mean, my dad uh, was busy when I was really young. He was in he was in grad school. He worked and he was in the army reserves. So he wasn't like around as much as I would have liked. Um, <laughs> my but, dad was around more than I would have liked. <laughs> but uh, I always got got along with my dad. I mean, we had our ups Ma- and downs, but he was definitely Ma- the preferred issues. parent. Ronnie, any dad issues? Any no, issues? he he was uh, he was a coal truck driver for the longest time. Um, but so he you know he was he was working a lot, but uh, but after a while he took a job as a car salesman. So he still worked a lot of hours, but uh, he uh, he was there a little more. And uh, but he was always we always got along. You know he's a good dad, but. Uh, even now, you know, since he's retired and everything, and I talk to him just about every day. We live about five, six hours away from each other. He's still in the, He's still in West Virginia. Yeah, 
him on still live there. I, so, I mean, I, I I instantly ask regretting you about asking that because it's just boring. I thought you were going to tell me something cool. <laughs> Maybe. Well, um, shut Maybe. up. you know what what, what, I think what Pat was trying to set you up for was like well my dad's dead and that would make you get Gavin and Chris like so West Virginia thing alright so what we just missed was a bonding moment between the son and Lincoln as they were getting up at the crack of dawn and exercising together and he is now taking the other sleeve off the coat made him look kind of cool so not really I mean he looks like he's a front to punk band yeah, I mean the kid does. I mean you could. No, the kid I I obsessed over this as a kid. You see, what he, like he's got like the weight thing in there. Like yeah. I I remember actually driving a truck and going like, okay, like I need a uh, <laughs> I need weights in here. <laughs> <laughs> so one arm could be visibly bigger than the other. Yeah, like Homer Simpson when he got the dumbbell. Right. Yeah. And he, and now the kid gets pissy again because he's trying to teach him how to do it. And... The kid's now going to tell him he's an idiot because he just drives a truck all day and doesn't read. You don't read much, do you? You're just simply on a different social scale. Again, you'd end up in the trunk. Gosh, I'd punch that kid right in the teeth. Man, look at the triceps. Stallone is popping some triceps in this man. (laughs) Well, so, well, you know, okay, so we're watching this, right? And framed up, Stallone just looks like a monster. Isn't he like 5'6"? Yeah. yeah he's 5'7", probably about 165 pounds. <laughs> but he's cut from daggone steel. Yeah. He's still at 75 years old, he still looks like... He still does workouts that none of us can do. Yeah. Oh, I'm not taking anything away from him. I'm just saying... You know the magic of Hollywood is that they've made they've always made someone look so much bigger than he really is. It isn't until you see him with guys like Hulk Hogan, you know, and uh, and some others, where you're like, oh wait, he's not as tall as I thought he was. <laughs> this this is one of my favorite parts of the movie though, because like he, the kid's like, you're aggravated, aren't you? And he's like, boy, I passed an aggravation a half a mile back. <laughs> and now he's going to challenge him to be able to drive the truck since. He's so intellectually intuitive and great that clearly if I can drive this truck, it should be no problem for you. <laughs> that's, that shirt is entirely too small on Stallone. Says you. <laughs> Wait a minute, that sounded... <laughs> <laughs> Gay! Um... <laughs> He still hasn't figured out how to turn this truck on. Where's the button? <laughs> like his sleeves don't even come past his shoulders. I, I have shirts like that, but that's just because I gained enough weight for they didn't fit right. Yeah, I, I think the suspenders here are a little bit of a gimmick to enhance that. So, here's the thing. Again, I've I'm driven... I'm sure he doesn't need suspenders for his jeans. I have driven a truck, and I have driven a, tr- a truck that was a stick. It's fucking hard. And I, I would not trust it to this kid. So, Mark, you think that it's impossible for this 10-year-old to accurately, <laughs> not dangerously drive a truck? Well, I figure it's one thing if you're just practicing out on the farm... 
It is a whole other kettle of fish when that's your job and you've got to get that freight to a place. And those things are not easy to control. And there's like 18 power lines to your right. (laughs) (laughs) You're all acting like this wouldn't really happen. (laughs) I know. What's wrong with us? Like, clearly this is a normal part of life. Yeah. First time I I ever asked my dad to drive his coal truck and he laughed at me. Yeah. Yeah, my dad let me drive a forklift, but again, my dad wasn't exactly the best example of fatherhood, because I was like seven at the time. (laughs) (laughs) Did did you ever have to drive your dad home from the bar at seven years old? No, no, we didn't have a car, so there was (laughs) that. Gotcha. (laughs) And now, now the kid has finally apparently figured out how to keep the wheel straight. And now it's created a wonderful father-son bonding moment again as this seemingly dim-witted truck driver outsmarts this well-educated youth. I have to say, though, the kid's got, the kid's got good screen presence. I mean, I know all, you know all us surly toxic men want to punch him in his fucking face. But, I mean, you know, objectively speaking, he has good screen presence. And we're actually supposed to want to punch him in the face at points, so yeah. that's fine. I mean, I just want to hit kids in general, anyway. So I don't see anything wrong. <laughs> well, Pat, if you ever feel the need to hit hit a kid, you can always hit one. You can always hit one of mine, preferably my son. Sure. My daughter, my my daughter's such a sweetie. I really don't want you hitting her. My son, however, well, that's, why. You, you that's throw, why you had two, Mark. That's right. My, my son, you can throw around all you want. The best was the other day. He was running, be- like ramming himself between myself, between me and my father, and he hit my dad so hard he actually bounced off him, went sideways into the wall, and fell ba- and fell down. Like, awesome. like, like he fucking Ric Flair bumped off my dad. You should nice. probably have him checked out if he's a little downsy. Pat, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I'm just All saying, right. that's not real normal. <laughs> Alright, so this kid looks like he's somebody. Like, this is 1987. Who did he grow up to be? Uh, I'm thinking the guy who drives the truck now. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that kid in other things. Have you? Maybe a clear still commercial? Maybe. He just looks uh, awfully familiar. I don't think I've seen that kid in anything else. The one kid to his immediate left looks like the prison guard in Digstown. <laughs> a little bit. I know it's not him, but it looks like it could be his son. I just watched that last night, so that was a good frame of reference. And we've gotten now Stallone trying to have his son outmuscle this uh, fairly cut-up punk in an arcade and uh, truck stop in a two-out-of-three falls arm wrestling challenge. Hmm. And David Mendenhall is very easily getting put down in this first fall. Hmm. And in the accurate representation of what this kid would really do, he runs off crying. Right. Yeah, I remember this. Like this ends badly. I mean, fine, <laughs> badly. I remember. I remember him running off. I don't remember what happens next, though. Okay, then you don't know what badly is. And now we get this tearful plea, thinking that the kid. And it's not crazy to think this, based on how the kid's grown up, that he right. thinks Rob, like that Stallone, set him up to fail, and is trying to make him a loser because he's a loser, and you know. He wants to humble him a little bit, which may be not out of the question. 
And now Stallone gives the forced line of the world meets nobody halfway, which is <laughs> nonsense and literally only put into the dialogue because of the song Kenny Loggins sings in the movie. <laughs> How many Yossi. movies is Stallone Yossi. in where he's talking to uh, where he's talking to his son and giving him like an inspirational talk? Because there's this, there's Rocky Balboa. I feel like there's more. Rocky Five. Rocky Five. Yeah. Um, Stallone with, uh, uh, does he have a kid, uh, Daylight? Yeah, that's a good one. I just, uh, the, the one from Rocky Five. Stop it, my mom uh, will shoot. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that, that, that's, uh, Sophia from the Golden Girls giving him. Oh, I thought that was a little boy. That's good. No, that's just... Cop and Half with Burt Reynolds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That kid and, and now, nothing like Bob, or Burt Reynolds. Yeah. And now we're back for fall number two. And the kids are still right there. Like who wants to, I mean, like, what kid goes out looking like that? I used because to have, a, I used to have a, a denim vest like that when I was a kid. That you wore with no shirt underneath? No. And I was a f- one glove? Uh, no, I was a fat kid. I wasn't going out without a shirt. <laughs> Man, this kid has some bad acne. <laughs> I feel like the one kid to his to his right isn't really a child so much as he's a midget. <laughs> I mean, that would explain his presence in the movie Digstown. <laughs> <laughs> it would. I mean, and that now kinda, that kid's kind of you know ripped. That's what, yeah, it's it's you know, like I can get Stallone winning some arm wrestling matches because at least he's cut to shreds and has a good pump. David Mendenhall is just a real skinny ki- skinny kid. Right. That's what I'm saying. It's like, you can beat this kid. But, You're twice as strong as him. Like, well, no, not really. But if you look at the Ratch, he uses that top roll technique. And he does it. <laughs> it's all about the top roll, guys. There's, there's hooks and there's top rolls when it comes to arm wrestling. So what's the difference? Talk about that. Okay. A hook is a real power move where when you initially lock up and the match is on, the hook is really just relying on the strength in your forearm and your lower tricep to propel your arm inward to you and to put that hammer down on a guy. The hook is really designed for like a quick, gotta get him fast, and then use your body to pin him down type thing. The top roll is really to get advantageous gripping because if you're able to grip your fingers over the top of his fingers, get it? Yeah, over the top. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You have a better hand position to work off of, and the tendons in your hands are like twice as strong as theirs because of the positioning. And when you're able to win the hand battle, logically you should be able to win the forearm battle at that point to put the, to put the hand down. With the, with the passion that you're talking about, um, arm wrestling, and, and and there's nothing you know. I'm not you know. That's I think that's amazing. I feel like you would be awesome to watch uh, these Russian slap contests with, um, because I feel like you would see the technique in those as well. Uh, with me, it's just like whoever is stronger is going to put their fist, you know, put their put the other's arm through the table. Um, but there is more of a technique to it than, than what I think. And this um, little schmuck is walking around with his sleeves folded up, flexing muscles that aren't there. 
<laughs> and he gets what he deserves right here. Ah, uh, yes. This is where he's Kill. kidnapped. Yep. Yoink. <laughs> while while the father of the year for the past decade ignored it and let the guys grab him. <laughs> there he goes. And it's a four-man operation, two to grab the kid and two to go after Stallone. You think maybe they could have spared one extra guy to go after Stallone? And not needed two on the kid, one on Stallone? Well, I just feel like, you know, grabbing the kid and running like that is very traumatic for the child. I mean, the, the, the grandfather doesn't seem to realize the damage that he's causing. This is no, well, this is no way to treat a grandchild. I think really love the grandchild. I think he does. I think love is forcible custody by means of kidnapping and traumatizing. When did they drop off the trailer? That was um, the I, think those, I think those young punks stole it. <laughs> I mean, they felt they weren't manly enough because they lost that arm wrestling match, so they needed some brute. <laughs> stole an entire trailer of brute. I would. <laughs> And now Stallone somehow is able to catch them, fly into them, stop them. So what? What do you? They, th- they abandon ship. <laughs> what do you think the uh, the writers' room was like for this movie? Like you know, they're writing this really you know heartwarming story of a father trying to get get to know his son and all that. I and, picture you know, Minahem Golan kicking the door and what are you doing? We need more action beats. We have to sell this movie. It's right, right. It's like all right. Well, I guess we'll throw a car chase in there. Could you imagine if they... Israeli man. Dude, if, I was just thinking, like, if they remade Over the Top today, that car chase scene would be 20 minutes long. Yeah, it's so true. That's why you can't touch this movie. It would probably... Needed, it would also involve needed, ghosts with dreadlocks. <laughs> and it would be about a mother arm wrestling for the sake of her child against men and beating them. Yes, we need to... <laughs> this needs to happen. Over the Top starring Charlize Theron. I swear to God, I would murder everybody involved in that. <laughs> the villain in the movie is Sandra Bullock. <laughs> no, the villain, the villain would be Melissa McCarthy. Yeah, no, the villain would be Sylvester Stallone just to screw with me entirely. <laughs> like, he'd agree to this and be like... Uh, you know, it's a great idea. You're going to empower women across the nation. They're going to see great things happen. <laughs> Maybe it'll be Ronda Rousey with her Legion of Doom makeup. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, Majin Buu, yeah. <laughs> Majin Buu. Ah, I don't even watch Dragon Ball Z, and I know what that is. She's had two looks. She's had Majin Buu, and she's had Draws. <laughs> oh, my gosh. My problem is she doesn't look like Draws does now. Oh, oh, oh. oh leave Rhonda alone. Leave Draws alone. That was a compliment to Draws. I would rather oh. see her like that than Draws. And now we're we're seeing these heartwarming, touching, bonding moments after he's saved him from a kidnapping. And I, I, you know, they they skip over like that awkward conversation of Dad. Why do you think those guys tried to grab me? <laughs> like, like not just like <laughs> you can't say, well, it was your grandfather, because then you you escalate the family feud. You can't be like, well, they were probably going to sell you for sex slavery, because that just traumatizes <laughs> the kid. <further." laughs> 
you like where do you go from there? You 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 little white boy would be oodles and oodles of dollars on the black market. That's like they just. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. Right after he said that, Slope said, "Yeah, you're gonna be a great one." <laughs> this turns into a remake of the Children of Times Square instead of <laughs> over the top. Oh my god. Uh... Michael, the reason why those grand one is there's Arabs across the sea that want to fuck your face. Oh my goodness! And now they're they're dressed in their best attire. Over the uh, top Michael, Michael, Michael <laughs> in his uh, uniform and Stallone in a shirt that d- is not made out of denim for once. I was just saying, why did Stallone's look in this movie is like chimney sweep? Made out of burlap. <laughs> <laughs> Some people shop at Old Navy. He hits Salvation Army. It's fine. <laughs> and now uh, we're getting to the meat and bones where he's asking to see his wife. And what's the problem? His wife has... Uh, Death? Died, yes. Trying to find that. Moments she after I said, Arabs want to fuck your face, I'm find, trying to find a nice way to put she died. Just a yeah, terminal right. case of death. <laughs> She's mostly dead. She's only mostly dead. <laughs> I always remember this guy because this guy sounds like such an old man. Mr. Hawks. <laughs> and there's the news. He, he sounds like he's 95 years old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe that's why she died. You have a 95-year-old man performing heart surgery. That seems like a good idea. <laughs> Scalpel. Seems I went after her heart, her stomach. Nurse Scapel, her heart. Now why did now why does the kid just run away? Like that's gonna help. I was gonna say like, and we're 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 due for another kid running away scene. And how does he always go towards traffic <laughs> and cars? Because he's been chauffeured his whole life. So he doesn't. If know you would have never come to pick me up, I would have seen her. I wouldn't be running around in that truck. You're an asshole, while, kid. While she was dying. <laughs> while she was dying. You know what's dying? This is a typical he kid died. lashing out uh, lashing out for no good reason. Why didn't you stop? Mike does not a taxi. Mike. <laughs> got somebody's car, Mike. <laughs> Mike, he's wearing Mike. a trench coat. Mike. Oh, and here he shows up to the funeral in his best Levi's. <laughs> and his burlap shirt. I wonder if those are five hundred ones. What I used to wear. Brother, this is just Levi Strauss, straight up. Uh, no problem. He doesn't need no fancy the numbers. He still got the clip on. Same one. And David Mendenhall still crying. Anyone else feel like Brian Dennehy is going to show up after the after the scene and tell him start walking the other way? <laughs> That's wow. where that leads into. Uh, <laughs> Why are you pushing me? Make sure you get behind the ears. <laughs> well, there's one thing you need. A good supply of body bags. <laughs> oh my gosh, this kid crying just makes me... I feel like this kid grew up to be Tully Blanchard because he kind of <laughs> looks like him with the buck teeth and he's just totally unlikable. Wow. I have to. I'm gonna have to. I'm, I'm sitting on my couch watching this on the on the living room TV because if I tried to watch it on my computer, I'd be a half an hour behind. 
But I gotta yeah. look. I, I gotta look up this kid's credits and see what else he was in. See if his acting career went into adulthood. No. Hey, listen. I this got is the shot. shot. The hawk in the background flying is Lincoln Hawk sits on his hawk hauling trailer. Now he's determined to do what a man would do. I know what I got to do. Take the leak off the side of the trailer. <laughs> I'm, I got to get my kid back, and I know the only one way to do it. Illegally. The the way to my child's heart is through the gate. <laughs> like, at what point does this seem like a good idea? <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, it's it honestly is a really good idea because I would just encourage to do it, and I would want to do this myself if I had an eighteen wheeler, just for the hell of it. But I also don't have a kid. And I wouldn't have to worry about going to jail in front of my kid. And here's a dude who looks like Dan Deardorff. Well, at least he's trying to get in the nice way first. You know, he's you know he he didn't just immediately like, like I would have skipped all this. I would have just assumed no one's letting me in, so I'll just ram the gate. At least yeah, here's where he probably should have read more books, like Michael was talking about, because. <laughs> You would clearly understand that Robert Loja thinks he's scum of the earth and not let him near the kid. Yeah. Should it ever come to pass that uh, that my wife leaves me and goes back to her parent and takes my kids? I guarantee they live in a gated community. I guarantee you, I'm driving right through that gate. <laughs> oh, there we go. It's on record now, folks. I don't give a shit. She's not leaving me. She loves me too much. And all my nonsense. Yeah, so about that, anyway. <laughs> Pat, you know where I'm taking my wife for our anniversary uh, in two weeks? Dollywood? Close. Jimmy Hart's... <laughs> Do, wait, Jimmy Hart's Tiki Deck? Yeah, Jimmy Hart's Hall of Fame bar and Tiki Deck with the taters and the NFL package. Where we serve beer in the can because we don't need a liquor license. And in goes Stallone on the 18-wheeler. There and it he, is. Instead of ramping the gate, he decides to destroy... <laughs> hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of fountains and statues and rammed the front doors down. Somehow he got the nose of that truck through the awning and hit the doors. Just Dude, this is how a man handles his problems, okay? Drive your car into the house. And here's where Robert Loja can call you a worthless bastard. <laughs> what the hell have you done? Well, you wouldn't let me in, asshole. What any man would do. I drove my truck through your door. Why is he not just going at Robert Loja and grabbing the kid? <laughs> right. You went through a gate, an iron gate, and a door, and all. The, you won't go through a, a seventy-five-year-old man. See, this is one of those pro wrestling things that drives me nuts. Where it's like a guy's going off on another wrestler. There's nothing between them. Why don't you just charge the wrestler? And finally, he does, and he's immediately jumped on by Terry Funk. You had the advantage. <laughs> like Robert Loja. No, grandfather. <laughs> oh, don't pull his hair. That's just cheap shit right there. I'm just going, Mike. And the kid just sits there crying again. Oh, look, he's crying. I don't understand why you arrested me. <laughs> I thought this was America. I thought uh, this was America. My name's Lincoln Hawk. I can I can drive a truck into a house if I want. America. America. 
My question is, do they have cops specifically who know how to drive 18-wheelers to impound that? <laughs> they, they, <laughs> they would be calling a tow truck, sir. But you can't, like, tow that like a regular truck. You can tow it, though. You could get towed on a flatbed. Seems like a lot, and they're going to have to pay for it. Wouldn't it just be easier to, like, train cops to have CDLs? You know, I think we should work on getting cops to not, uh... Oh, never mind. That's right, never mind. Easy. <laughs> I, I think we're doing just fine, thank yeah. you very much. Um, I'm, I don't know what I was talking about. No loud talking, that's what I was saying. Do you think when they went out for a casting call, like for the guys in the jail cell with them, they were like, nobody over 5'6"? Yeah, they, they, these, were, these were all relatives of the midgets from The Wizard of Oz. It makes the casting for lockup even more impressive. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I just, like, do they have special shoes for him? Like, boxes with ropes on them for, so he could... <laughs> <laughs> He's walking around on stilts. Just, like, short round, you know, and... So the lawyer, and, the lawyer has come to visit him. Like, give up your rights to custody, and we're not going to press charges, and you can even have your stupid truck back, Domino. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, drop the, we'll, we'll, we'll drop the attempted murder charge. Here's the problem. Robert we'll Lozier... We'll have to pay back $6 million in damage you've caused. Robert Lozier can drop all the charges he wants. There's no way the state drops this charge. Right. <laughs> but wouldn't they know? Because it's, it's private property. Like Again, if the state's got a case against you, it doesn't matter if the victim doesn't care and wants to drop the charge. They will still prosecute. Well, we we got to figure out what state we're in because I'm not sure if we're in California or we're in Colorado or we're, we're somewhere in the American Southwest. I believe they're or in they California. Don't care. And here we go. Here's this little shit not crying for once. Hmm. At ease, Mike. I want to. I see him run into the admin, the administrative confinement wing of the jail. This is honestly, this is gut wrenching. I'm not gonna lie. I can't watch this without getting a little emotional. Yeah. Also, you know, if he does cry and run, he's going to end up in the yard. <laughs> <laughs> then he'll really cry. <laughs> you know, like he's like, you know, if I did stay with you, where would we go? Where, you know. It's all just like whatever we want. Together is the best I can, I can do. And it's like my God, like just rip my heart out of my chest. Mm. Yeah. The kid's conflicted. I think he does a good job of portraying that. Like, you know, on the one hand, he's known the grandfather the entire life, and there's a com- there's a comfortability, you know, in living that life. Obviously, I mean, you know, look. He's, he's still a kid, and what kid doesn't want to live in a big house and have all that money and convenience? Why couldn't Lincoln Hawk be my dad? Like, I would have traded in a minute. <laughs> um, you know, on the other hand, he sees that his father's a good dude trying to do right by him, and that uh, maybe things are not as they seem. Or it's, like that... the cho- it's like the the girl who has her choice of the really nice like kid who's from the wrong side of the tracks with no money, or like the posh douchebag. And she chooses the posh douchebag just to throw us all for. <laughs> it's it, you know what it is. It's it's uh, pretty in pink where Molly Ringwald still goes with Andrew McCarthy instead of Ducky. Yeah, like that was bullshit. It was, you know, yeah, I wanted to start doing lines from Long Duck Dawn, but that's sixteen candles. 
Well, it, it, but that was such bullshit. John Hughes had to write an entire movie that fixes the ending called Some Kind of Wonderful. <laughs> Spoilers for anybody who hasn't seen that also from 1987, Some Kind of Wonderful. See, that one I don't remember. I remember Sixteen Candles. I remember Pretty in Pink. Oh, it's so much better than both of those. I'm not even going to lie to you. Um, I, obviously, I remember The Breakfast Club, because at this point, who hasn't seen The Breakfast Club? That's uh, some guy on my Facebook who put that up a few days ago, actually. Are you fucking serious? I swear to God, I said... Are walking distance of him? Because I need no, to go I punch was, him right the throat. Yeah, if I... No, but it wouldn't have even been for that. It's because he's also never seen Silence of the Lambs. Oh, my... What is he... Is he foreign? Is he from Saudi Arabia? Dude, there were times where we just... Like, we'd be hanging out at, like, one of our friends' houses. Like, mainly Jimmy Gaffio. Shout out to Jimmy. And, like, we would just put on the Buffalo Bill scenes to laugh. <laughs> <sighs> that is the part where uh, the dude nuts in Jody Foster's eye and is like, "Look at the blood." <laughs> I want you to remember something, Michael. The world meets nobody halfway. Remember that. That has to be the hottest prison ever. Look at that sweat. I think that's actually just glisten because he's Stallone. <laughs> Stallone naturally oozes. He masculinity. Just, he just he just <laughs> magnifies and spits out brute. That's actually the secret to bottling it. It's made, it's made from milk him. him. <laughs> Damn it! You beat me to it. <laughs> oh my goodness! He just secretes brute. <laughs> that grossed me out for some reason. Well, I don't know why milking him wasn't the grossest. I have nipples, Mark. Can you milk me? <laughs> Uh, now we just, that was the gayest reach for a child I've ever seen. Did I was going to say that was so that was, creepy. That really was. That, was. that was immediately like, come, let me show you to your dinnerware. It was like, uh, There's just not any clothes on the bed, though. Exactly. <laughs> that guy wanted to show that kid his etchings. <laughs> <laughs> Please, Michael, let me show you my fingernail collection. What? <laughs> Nothing. Yeah. And now the kids, the kids digging through uh, random belongings of his mother. Yeah, it's not creepy. That I room mean, looks like th- that room looks like the room where like a kid dies in a car wreck and they just never move on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we are in old. We are in old Long, Vegas right here. Long's cruising the strip, man. You ever been to Vegas, Pat? No, they really? won't let me. Found the Joker's jacket there. <laughs> Purple. Yeah. Why won't they let you into Vegas, Pat? Oh, uh, lots of reasons. It's probably best for all, all of us, honestly. <laughs> Did I, tell you I appreciate your feelings about your truck, but that's not gonna do. It's cash, seven thousand. Did I ever tell you the story about the double lap dance that I almost that I uh, almost did, um, I tried to get in Vegas and that my mom messed up on me? No, and once you turn the phrase mom in that sentence, I'm not sure you shouldn't be talking to a therapist about it. <laughs> I imagine her coming, like, barging into this bar, going, Marcus, we need to go home now. That's more or less how that went. Wow. Oh, my gosh. You need your own show. <laughs> I have my own show. Why, why, no, why were all of them... Now, the kid just found all the letters addressed to him from Stallone, 
Why were they inside of a purse, inside of a drawer? Well, I mean, if you're going to hide them, you're going to hide them good. I don't why understand he... why he hid them, though. Why not? Uh, if you never want... I mean, Robert Loja has no reason to hold well, on no, to those letters. I, I, I think that it's gone to the mother, but... Like she did, she never tell this kid about this. Why would you not tell your kid about this? Why would you? But oh gosh, for this moment, Pat, the the implication was that the grandfather hid all those letters. Oh, it's yeah. not. The mother hid them. See, when I read the wiki, it came it comes across like the grandfather hid them. Excuse well, me. Well, you're them. talking to me, and who are you going to trust about this movie? The wiki or me? All right. Well, that's a fair point. Like right now, he just asked, "What are the odds on Lincoln Hawk?" 20 to 1, pal. Real long shot. He bets the $7,000 cash. He'll get like $10,000. In 1987, yeah, that's a lot of money. Yeah. I, can't, I can't do math. <laughs> and now we see why he wanted to drive the truck. Cause as much as I love this movie, I want him to fall and the credits <laughs> roll right there. Why? Uh, how would? How did he not get hurt on that fall? Right. Yeah. Sickening bone crunch. Like I'm, 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 Like he doesn't roll with it or anything. So yeah, he would have totally, at the very least, like wrecked his shins. Like I've hang dropped off of a fire escape, but that was maybe like twelve feet. I'll say generously. I was probably about two years older than him, and I landed in like a grassy patch, not concrete. Of all these cars, he he's going to take. He's going to take the pickup. Yeah. You see, because he drove Which a truck one? earlier in the movie. Get it? Which one has worse gas mileage? <laughs> he's not thinking about that. I know. Into it now. I just hate not. that kid that much that I want to pick on him. <laughs> That's fair, honestly. And now they're going to chase after in a limo because I know that. And we get the solo flex bench press in action, solo flex, the gem of the eighties. And there's a lot of real arm wrestlers that they show during this, but we're looking specifically for a guy in a yellow shirt. Once again, the vicious of vicious and delicious Scott Norton. Well, you might change that opinion when you see his beautiful feathered mullet here. <laughs> Were, up. were hit were Scott Norton and Ice Train a tag team at one point? Yes, they were fire and ice. Okay. Mm. Those are some awesome platform there shoes. Yeah. Air oh my goodness. Blaster. <laughs> Look at him. Uh. And like like sometimes immediately you want to write off like, oh, you know, you have to be super big and jacked to be good at arm wrestling. Not really. There's a lot of guys who aren't, but they're still just crazy good arm wrestlers. There's Norton again. There's Cleve Dean, the big fat man, who for a long time was the best arm wrestler in the world. That looks like Kurt Russell on steroids. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, here we go. This is the best part of the movie right here. Act 3. It's all the arm wrestling. This is what we've been waiting for. You ain't shit! Just cutaways of different guys wrestling, <laughs> winning arm wrestling matches. And, and screaming. And again, this was filmed during the actual 1986 World Arm Wrestling Championships where Scott Norton walked away the winner after beating the legend Cleve Dean. 
So, anyone else know what the guy playing Bill Hurley has done? Uh, Bull Hurley. Bull Hurley. Bill. Sorry, Bill, Bull Hurley. Yeah. He was I've been meaning to say of... something to you the entire show, but I'm like, no, I pick on Mark enough. Why, have I been saying Bill the entire time? Yes. Yeah, it's not good. All right, then. Bull. Bull, 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 bull. <laughs> Boop. By and, the way, uh, I, owe you, I owe you an apology, Ronnie. I thought... Uh, because I honestly thought that it was pronounced Brubacher based on the spelling of the name, except that I was spelling it wrong. <laughs> You're absolutely I... right. It is, in fact, Brubaker. Do you go... When you pick up delicious donuts or bagels, do you go to the Bacher? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so yeah, Rick Zumwalt, who plays Bull Hurley, I recognize him from an episode of Full House called Bicycle Feet that aired during Season 8. I think, though, if I'm not mistaken, he had a small role in one of the Schumacher Batman films. Might have been Batman Forever. Or Shoemaker. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, that that pretentious bastard says Schumacher. Yeah. <laughs> Every chance you take. I don't know how the song goes. Every I've... day. I feel like this scene though. I I can't I can't hear the music. I'm sure it's great, but I feel like it would have been better if this was played to you're the, uh, you're the best. You're no. the best. Everything's better played to that. It's Sammy Hagar. Winner takes it all. Okay. Winner takes it all. Loser takes a fall. Got to take it over the top. Oh, that's the best. Here's that one dude who looks like Superfly Jimmy Snuka. Yeah. That's exactly what I was gonna say. Oh my god, you're right. How is that not Jimmy? The uh, he didn't murder anybody. Well, we don't know if he murdered anybody. We know Jimmy did. Yes. Jimmy murdered somebody. Bill Clinton's a rapist. His wife may have been a murderer. Uh no may have about it. I was teasing my dad about that yesterday, about uh, the Hillary Clinton being a murderer thing. He very much resisted hitting me with his beef stroganoff. That's impressive. <laughs> impressive that he was going to hit him with beef stroganoff? <laughs> well, on both counts, that he was going to do it and that he resisted. Because I know that, one, I wouldn't think of using it, and two, when I did, I definitely wouldn't be able to resist it. <laughs> right? <laughs> and this is the first time they announced that it's a double elimination tournament. Just to let you know. So how does that work exactly? If the if because Stallone's going to lose one of these, and then but Bill Hurley is going to go into the finals. Completely. Bill Hurley. John Hurley is going to. Um, John O'Hurley. <laughs> Early Burley is going to. Um, Burley Hurley. Hurdy man. He's going to go into it having not lost a single uh, a, a single round until he goes up against Stallone. So, like, how does that work exactly, if it's double elimination? Because the whole thing is, it's like, if you are in the final, they don't want to do the final twice, so whoever wins the final wins. Gotcha. Even though in real life, this isn't double elimination, that's just added 